Hey everyone, welcome back to Raising Unicorns by Harmon Brothers. And in today's episode, we're talking artificial intelligence, or AI. We'll cover how we're using it, how you can use it, and how AI itself says you should be using it in your marketing. Successful businesses come in all different shapes, sizes, and animals. On the Raising Unicorns podcast by Harm Brothers, we share the video marketing gold that has helped companies of all shapes and sizes grow by hundreds of thousands to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. So if you've got a business and you're ready to use video to scale it, this episode was crafted for you. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is Brett here with Tom. Hey guys. And uh, we're excited to chat today about AI in marketing and advertising and whether you should be using it or for what, if the answer is yes. So Tom, on last week's episode, you and Shane actually had a great discussion about the importance of intros or hooks in your ads. Yes. And today we want to approach the question of whether or not marketers should be using AI in their efforts. And like I said, if so, how? To start though, my experience with AI started around two years ago when we were talking about the subject internally and sort of debating what role, if any, AI would play in the creative field. In fact, I found some messages where we were discussing GPT from OpenAI back in 2001. And now it's the AI that everyone is talking about, how Google's scared and kind of playing catch up. Microsoft just invested billions of dollars into OpenAI and ChatGPT. So since we first started discussing it internally and where it is now, AI has come a long way and it's obviously making huge waves, but I think it's now more accessible than ever and it's just getting better and better every day. But early on, the potential for AI to be used to process loads of information, analyze that information, identify patterns, even automating tasks and, and decision-making, that was pretty obvious back then. But what to me was less obvious and maybe even kind of heresy at the time was the idea that computers could actually be creative. I was very much of the opinion at that time that they could do the, the data, the analyzing tasks and stuff like that, but there's no way they could actually be creative. Sure, they could aid in that creativity, and we'll talk a little bit about that in this episode, but I was skeptical that they could actually be creative. That is, come up with new ideas, and especially ideas that made sense and would resonate or induce emotion and actually persuade people to do something. But in kind of exploring that idea, I came across an article in ComArts by Ernie Schneck, and it changed the way that I think about, uh, about AI and creativity. And so I think we've got a fair amount to discuss. Specifically, I think we can answer the question whether or not you should be using AI in your marketing and advertising. Tom, what would your answer be? Absolutely. It's a tool. Use it. Yeah. And Tom has been using it. And so I want to get a little bit uh, into how you've been using it, Tom, and some of the results that you've seen with it. So specifically, talk to us about what you're currently using AI for in your job of running ad buying for clients. So for my purposes and what I'm doing with ad buying, I do a lot of writing ad copy for clients because I, I write a lot of it. I've got a variety of industries that I cover and it's not a huge lift to write ad copy, but if there's ways that I can increase the speed in which I move on things like that, then I'm gonna to totally take advantage of that. Right. And ChatGPT has allowed me to do that. When it first really kind of rolled out, it was this huge craze on TikTok. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's gonna be this kind of fad, kind of whatever. And one day I got on it after I got my kids to bed and 
I felt a little bit, you know, like war games. Again, it's like, do you want to play a game? <laughs> and it, just kind of asking it a question. And it was crazy that the better the question I asked, the better response I got. Yeah. And when I'm working with ad copy for clients, I've been going along and I can specifically say, I need to write three headlines using this as a reference. It has to be 30 characters long and I need to reference this specifically and I can give it that input, that information, and then I can go and do something else while it's writing that, then I go back and spot check it. So it's been a huge time saver for four or five of the clients that I actively work with right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's one of the great things about AI is that you can give it that specific guidance and it's going to follow your instructions sort of to a T. So while you may not always get the exact copy that you end up using, you get the ideas, you get the format correct. Yeah. So Tom, as we're getting ready for this podcast, we thought, well, why don't we use AI to actually write our structure for the podcast and even some of the things that we should talk about? And so all I did was ask it a question. I said, how can I use AI to improve my advertising? And here's what it said. There are several ways you can use AI like ChatGPT to improve your advertising. It then listed five points. So number one, Content creation. ChatGPT can generate high-quality, engaging, and unique content for your advertisements, such as headlines, taglines, and ad copy. So it was interesting to me, the first thing that it said was something that we're actually already using it for. Yes. And it's what you were talking about, Tom, which is the headlines, the taglines, the ad copy, and that sort of thing. And it's been helpful in saving time and uh, even sort of in the brainstorming process. I think you get a lot of ideas because, look, I don't believe ChatGPT has an actual brain, but what it's great at is gathering a ton of information, sort of even ranking that information, and then giving you ideas that you can then go off of. Okay, so that brings us to the second suggestion from ChatGPT. Targeted advertising. ChatGPT can be used to analyze large amounts of data to understand your target audience. Right, so that's sort of what I was talking about earlier. We already knew that it could analyze really efficiently. It goes on. And then generate personalized ads that are more likely to resonate with them. Okay, so right there, it's getting into this idea that we talked about of helping you to generate things that will resonate with your audience. And whether it's doing that actual work or it's giving you those ideas, it's a bit of a force multiplier to help you get better and be more efficient at that thing that you're trying to do. And so I think AI is super useful from that standpoint as well. Oh yeah, and and with the creative possibilities, the client I've been writing ad copy for is heavily geared towards women. And I just had the thought like, why don't, as I'm going through this ad copy, I need you to write this in the voice of a woman or a female or gear this ad copy towards women in general who might be trying to take on at home projects and and to see how that changes things because right. we've talked before on previous podcast episodes that getting super narrowed on your audience targeting can be difficult mm -hmm. in Facebook uh, just because it can be really expensive and sometimes ineffective but if you can have creative that does the segmentation for you and now you have a tool and that's how I look at this it's it's a marketing tool just like the scheduling apps or you know any of the graphic design tools that are out there like Canva they're marketing tools they're not going to entirely replace people but those who find a way to effectively use those tools are going to be I think more creative right. because they can go through more ideas and iterate faster right. and create content that's probably more geared 
towards their desired end consumer. Yeah, I think you nailed it. In fact, it, that what you just said reminds me of a meme. I think I saw it from the marketing millennials that said, artificial intelligence is not going to take your job, but your job is going to be taken by other marketers who are using artificial intelligence. Totally and so, on point. On point. Yeah, I, I thought that was such a great way to put it. And that also leads into this third one that ChatGPT wrote for us that says, Natural language processing. ChatGPT can be used to analyze text data and understand customer sentiment, allowing you to make data-driven decisions about the tone, language, and messaging of your ads. So really exactly what you mentioned earlier, Tom, which is that these computers or this artificial intelligence can take all this data and analyze it in a better way than we can to help us make those decisions about the way we should structure and message our ads. Absolutely. Right on. And the ways and methods of using it are ever growing and analyzing data. One of the things that I've been dying to do is to take comments from Facebook, just copy and paste them in. They're like, hey, analyze this for like a positive sentiment or a negative sentiment or kind of keywords and phrases. And there's tools out there where you could export comments on posts. So if you've got a post that has hundreds of comments, do you really want to analyze that and spend the time to do that? No. Then just pay for a tool to export all that and copy and paste it into ChatGPT. Or if you want to go really fancy, I was having a conversation with it the other day, like, how can I get ChatGPT to ingest more data? And they're like, well, you probably need to use our open AI and here's how you would do it. And here's how you would do an API call and here's the code and here's how you would use this. The, the code that I needed that if I wanted to do my own API call, I could do it right into ChatGPT. It was crazy. Yeah, it's really exciting stuff. I think it's all started back with Watson, IBM's Watson and playing chess, right? And it, it was trying to beat world champion chess players. And uh, it did a, a fairly good job of that, as I remember. But now we're getting into more of the utility, the things that that can actually make our lives better. And I think it's a super exciting field. Let me give you an example that we had, Tom, just a, uh, what was it, a week or so ago yeah. when we were out in San Francisco visiting with a client. Okay, so we were there with a guy that has a lot on his plate. He's super busy in the agency. He's also super busy in his personal life. And what he needed to do was create essentially a sermon on a specific topic for his church. That weekend, he was going to be speaking to a couple of hundred people. And he needed to speed up the process of getting to his thoughts and kind of the message that he wanted to to deliver without doing some of the tedious work of organization and, and structure and some of that kind of stuff. And so I pulled up ChatGPT and started typing in exactly what I wanted. So it was like, I need a sermon that's written in this style that has these examples. Now I gave it like concepts to reference, but not specific examples. I gave it the number of words and different things like that. And as soon as I hit enter, it started typing out six or eight paragraphs and I was reading it as it was going, and it was just blowing my mind. It blew all of us away. We just sat there in that living room as you were reading, and all of us had this dumbfounded look on our face of, there's no way. Yeah. That And, and the best part about it was it ended in, in the kind of format that is uh, typical for that kind of kind of sermon. And I had made the comment. I was like, so, Brett, you added that. You're like, no, 
no, I didn't. It did that on its own. Right, exactly. It was just a really impressive, because we'd used ChatGPT, like Tom said, for writing headlines and, you know, sort of short form copy and different things like that. Tom, have there been any of those instances where you've been able to take the exact words from AI and use those in ads? Or have you always massaged them? Or does it sometimes get it just right and you run with it? There have been a few times where I've used the word for word, what it has produce. But then on that same trip, Katie mentioned like, yeah, I'll sometimes ask it like, hey, you know, punch it up a little bit or add this or add that. And I had never thought of doing that. So just yesterday I was writing some client ad copy and I wanted body copies to have a better call to action or a stronger call to action. So I was like, hey, add a stronger call to action to number three. And it did, and it produced something that was even better than what it had before because of, you know, mm -hmm. a thesaurus or something and iterated on it. But it was just so impressive that it could do it so quickly and save me that time. At that point, I'm giving it direction still, but it's producing it for me so I don't have to take the time to do it. So what would have taken me probably an hour and a half to write 25 different iterations of ad copy for a variety of different kind of sales and promos. Right probably took me 35 minutes. Yeah, it's incredible when you use it as uh, as a time saver. Back to that example, when we were in that Airbnb in San Francisco, we were just so surprised to see it long form doing a really good job. Now, Kurt didn't take that and go and use it for his sermon, but to kind of prove out the concept and to get some ideas and get some structure and stuff like that, it was super helpful. And I think seeing it in long form like that really opened my eyes to the possibilities. Okay, so now let's go ahead and round out the remaining points that artificial intelligence wrote for us. And actually, I should mention, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but we're using another AI technology. It does text-to-speech by a company or a tool called Speechalo to read these computer-generated responses because, number one, nobody wants to hear me talk. I've, I've done it plenty in this episode. But also, just to give you an idea of how good this stuff is getting, if you compare this to your system voice, for example, on your Mac that can do text to voice. This is, in my opinion, at least so much better, so much more natural voice. And so that's come a long way as well when it comes to AI. And I think has done a good job of showing you how good these tools are actually getting. So here's number four. Automation. ChatGPT can automate repetitive tasks, such as answering frequently asked questions which can free up time for your team to focus on more important tasks. That all goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time is it, it allows you to do more of the creative work and less of sort of the analyzation and processing that data. Although I would just, with the caveat, you still need to be keeping an eye on those things. Okay, and number five. Chatbot. You can use ChatGPT to create chatbot for customer service and lead generation by creating a conversational flow for customer interactions. That one's kind of throwaway, not something we generally, um, at least on our team, not not the kind of thing that we use it for. Uh, but yeah, chatbots have gotten much, much better. I think people have gotten wise to that. They know that they're interacting with the chatbot. And so if you're doing that kind of stuff, obviously you want to, to be upfront about it. But um, here's the last thing that ChatGPT spat out for this podcast. It said, It's important to note that these uses of AI are not a one-size-fits-all solution for improving advertising. And it's important to consider the specific use case and then train and fine tune the AI models to meet those specific requirements. <laughs> so it basically put its own disclaimer on what it told us to talk about. And it goes back exactly to what you were saying at the, at the beginning, Tom, is that you can train it to get better yeah. and better. And so if you don't like the result, you know, whether it's your headline or your body copy or whatever, 
tell it how you want it to improve and it will regenerate your answers and give you better content. So you don't just have to take what it gives you. You can add your own flair to it. And I, I would say you should add your own expertise and flair to it. Um, but you can also ask it to do a better job. And as long as you're giving it specific feedback, you will get better results. And so it, it, it's one of the things that I love about it is that it's learning as it goes. Okay, as we're wrapping up this episode, there's just a couple of points from that ComArts article that I mentioned earlier that I wanted to share with you guys. First, as I've always sort of defined creativity at its most basic level, it's the combining of separate ideas to create something new. At Harmer Brothers, we talk about ideas that are surprising yet fitting. It's a catchphrase that we use all the time, which is basically just saying that when you combine ideas, they not only need to be novel, although that's an important part, they also need to fit the concept or the message. And when you have those two elements together, that's when they create impact. Now, the question was, why couldn't computers do that as well, if not better than humans? First of all, they're great at collecting a ton of information and finding those connections between uh, those different data points. What would make their creations impactful is combining disparate concepts and then also finding the thing that makes those concepts fitting. That's essentially what we do as humans, and Ernie Schneck's article made that exact argument. He quotes a German artist named Mario Klingemann who said, Humans are not original. We only invent, make connections between things we have seen. While humans can only build on what we've learned and what others have done before us, computers can create from scratch. For so long, we've believed that creativity is a uniquely human trait, as much a part of what separates us from ants and elephants, snails and groundhogs as wisdom and opposable thumbs. None of us wants to believe that a bunch of CPUs and motherboards could someday out-imagine us, that a machine might be just as creative as Jack Kerouac, Alfred Hitchcock, or John Lennon. So that was his quote. Now, I don't know that they can create from scratch. Maybe they can. But what we do know is that the current AI is giving answers based on information that is fed into the system. Maybe it's just presenting that information in novel ways. And that's what we're calling creativity. But for example, there's a raging debate right now about the kind of art that Dolly and other AI produces and the fact that it's really based on millions or billions of images from other artists and those artists aren't being compensated. But to play devil's advocate, the art that I create, whether it's drawing a landscape or designing a logo or a website, is also based on the works of masters who I studied in school or designers that I'm inspired by in my Instagram feed. So how really different is that from what current AI is doing? Now, even people who make their living off of AI are skeptical. Pinar Sayan Demirdag runs a motion picture studio driven by AI. It's called Sayan Lee. And she said, I'm not afraid of AI, nor do I see it as my master. I see it as a great tool, a helper an assistant to help me create motion pictures like no other technology before. A machine, no matter how much it learns, can never produce miracles. Only a human can do that. Well, I still don't know exactly where I stand on all of that, but the ComArts article did open me up to the idea that AI should have a seat at the table even when it comes to creativity. Absolutely. All right, to wrap things up, let's list off just a few technologies to check out and start messing around with if you're not already. This won't be an exhaustive list, but just something to help you get started in using AI for your marketing and advertising. Now we've talked a lot already about ChatGPT, super easy and accessible for now. It's free and to me so far of the AI that I've tried out, it's the most impressive. That's obviously why it's getting all the buzz right now in the media. Other tools though, 
jasper.ai. Great for copywriting. That one's been around for quite a while. It's a paid service. I think there might be a free trial. I think it was formerly called Jarvis, uh, but definitely one to check out. Now, one that we've used at Harmon Brothers that Tom didn't mention, he's used it quite a bit. It's called Pattern 89. It was actually recently purchased by Shutterstock. And so I'm not sure if you can use it the way that we used to, which was in analyzing trends and helping rate some of the content that we were creating based on tons of other content that was out there and the results that that other content was producing. So that's potentially one to check out. Many of the tools you already use, whether it's email marketing services or ad buying technologies or social media management are incorporating artificial intelligence into their own products. And so while it used to be in my mind, just sort of a marketing pitch to talk about the AI that those tools were using, I believe it's now at the point where that's a huge advantage. And so don't discount it just because in the past you may have thought about it as marketing. (laughs) And then the last one I'd probably mention because it's super approachable, you can just go and download it onto your smartphone. It's a little tool called Chat AI that acts like an assistant on your smartphone. So you can ask questions, ask it to do specific tasks. And that particular one is free if you just want to try things out. It's not the most powerful, but I've had some fun testing it, asking it questions and and having it do a couple of things for me. Absolutely. So if this sort of thing is interesting to you, this is going to be an important episode to check the show notes for. We'll have links to the articles we talked about, links to the tools so that you can uh, try some of them out for yourselves if you're not already. The best place to check out those show notes is on YouTube. Go to the Raising Unicorns channel and you can check out all of these, have direct links to them so that you can get started with it. Tom, it's been a great discussion, and I'm sure we'll be following up with this uh, probably several times throughout the year as things evolve. So Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. We will see you next week. Thanks, Tom. You bet. Tired of playing catch-up on your marketing approach? Plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day. The Harmon Brothers are known for their ad work with Lumi, Purple, and Skullshaver, and now we're offering a 20-minute video that helps you strategize your best profit-pushing ad research, messaging, and testing for free. Because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us. Go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.